Welcome to Open-Minded Healing, where the topic is alternative health. We will be having conversations with the practitioners that offer a variety of alternative healing modalities, as well as everyday people who have recovered their health outside of the MD's office. Join us with an open mind for conversations that may provide solutions to healing your own body on a mental, physical, and spiritual level. I'm Marla Miller. Let's begin. Welcome, everyone. Today's guest is Carly Lucchese. Carly is a registered dietitian and online health coach. She helps women and a few brave men to lose weight when the physical evidence of stress is beginning to overwhelm their lives. She is trained in clinical nutrition from UC Davis and has over 10 years experience as a dietitian. So hi, Carly, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to hear everything you have to say. Today, we're going to be discussing the effects of stress on the body and also how it relates to weight loss. So why don't we start with what stress looks like? Like if a client comes into your office, how is it presenting? Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, just to just to reiterate, so my goal and my my job here, I feel like on this earth is just to to help women to truly lose weight by cultivating that understanding of the effect of stress on their body. So um, through doing that, there's one on one based approaches, there's group based approaches, but really overall, the approach is definitely making sure to address the three pillars which is food behaviors and mindset. So when somebody presents to me, obviously, whether it be in person or online, really they're beginning to notice the tangible physical evidence of stress in their life. And what that can look like is headaches and difficult weight loss. It could be GI distress presenting as intestinal cramping or bloating or constipation, diarrhea. It can be Skin rashes, a big one that I see almost across every single client is fatigue and headaches, migraines, and it can even be progressed to that point of autoimmune disorders or chronic disease because essentially what's happening is that through that daily impact of emotional physical stress, your body's almost deteriorating and it's starting just to become less and less able to function because of that constant attack. So I want to just kind of go into the different types of stress that I see. So there's the physical stress, which is very tangible. And then there's emotional stress. When somebody's undergoing physical stress, to me, that simply means that their body is being bombarded by immune system triggers, which when we're doing this to ourselves, what it means is that either we're eating foods that our system is sensing to be a threat, or we are allowing our environment to be filled with different chemical triggers, whether it be like diesel fumes or plastics or um, cleaning chemicals is kind of a common one, mold exposure. Like there's something in our environment that's actually causing a, um, a system stress, or this can even be from an origin of your own genetics. Oftentimes there's different 
genetic variations that can lead to system bottlenecks leading to you know, oxidative stress overload or toxin overload. And there's something in your system that's tangibly causing a stress to it. But then on the flip side, aside from all the things that we can do, the food, the chemical, um, the genetic, then there's the pillar of emotional stress. So when we're living at the mercy of our emotions, instead of understanding and truly thinking intentionally, it, it can really be very stressful to a human body to be constantly living in the weeds of emotion. So instead, what I do is I help my clients to essentially what I'm trying to do is to create space for themselves so that they can then identify what they're feeling, what thoughts are generating these different feelings, and then how that they're showing up as a result of those thoughts and of those emotions. So once there's an understanding, which is kind of that foundational movement, you know, we've got to understand where somebody's at before we can start taking steps forward. Once we have an understanding by using our adult brain, our prefrontal cortex, then you're finally going to be at that 30,000 foot vantage point instead of down in the weeds with your emotion. So then that's when we can finally continue to process and then um, eventually intentionally choose how we want to feel and therefore choose how we want to show up in our lives. Um, because emotional stress is another trigger of our system. It's leading to hormonal imbalances. It's leading to um, when we're stressed, usually our coping mechanism and our way to get out of that intense feeling is to indulge in something, right? So then you start to get into the overeating tendencies or eating the foods that you know don't work for your system or sitting on the couch and doing binge Netflix watching marathons. And, and we do things that are then sabotaging ourselves from the emotional stress that then leads to the physical stress. So it's right, this vicious right. cycle that happens. And I think it's fascinating the way that our brains are, are so clever and almost like manipulate us into this place where our brain thinks it's going to be comfortable and safe, but really it's just jeopardizing our longevity and jeopardizing our, our quality of life as we do age, because I mean, I many times I work with, you know, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, that's kind of the age range where they feel old and and they're like, but I'm not old. So what, what is going on? And it's fun just to dig into, okay, well, really that's just your system throwing out red flags saying like something's wrong, please help. I'm not supposed to be like this. We're not supposed to be achy. We're not supposed to have headaches at three o'clock every day. And we're not supposed to wake up at three o'clock in the morning. Like all of this stuff is just evidence of a system that's kind of crying out for help. Yeah. So I understand the physical stress, like based on the examples you gave of the environment and the food and the genetics. So you could address that. Once you understand it, you could start addressing that. What about the emotional stress? How are you helping clients deal with the emotional stress? So this is where I help them to identify where they're at and provide them with tools so that they can then choose the way they want to show up in their lives. Choosing and setting goals and making sure that you have the capacity and the skill set 
in order to not live by emotions, but to live by your adult brain. So it's figuring out and learning how to work through the urge to overeat or the urge to binge watch on a Netflix marathon and and in order to process some of these emotions so that you can then choose to continue on towards your goals instead of letting some of the emotions dictate the path that you're taking in life. So if someone comes in and they're having trouble, well, they're having, like you said, headaches or these different symptoms you mentioned, and they say they're, maybe they're in the middle of a divorce or something. So you connect it, their emotional stress to that. What are some tangible things they can do to release or calm that stress? So if, if there is a listener out there that's going through a divorce and there's kind of that heightened emotional stress, I think the foundational thing to do and to, um, to help yourself is to commit to becoming aware of your thoughts and aware of the emotions that are being generated. Because sometimes when you're going to be going through in a, in a divorce situation, there's going to be a heightened level of an emotional stress. And a lot of times the emotions that are being generated may be resentment or guilt or frustration, all these things, right? And and a lot of them are going to be negative emotions, but it's going to be finding the negative because you're not going to get out of negative emotions when you're going through a divorce. But the goal then is to be able to choose the negative emotions that are ultimately going to drive you towards your goals instead of away from them. And what that would look like is maybe recognizing and discovering the source of maybe resentment. Because resentment to me is one of those, it's almost like an indulgent emotion that can keep you stuck in place because you're never going to come to a solution from resentment. But instead, maybe a little acceptance which equally feels uncomfortable. It's not fun to come to that place of acceptance. It's still negative, but it's ultimately going to drive you towards resolution. So that's kind of some of the skills that are involved in um, really taking ownership and more taking control of the human experience so that you can then reduce your own emotional stress, which then down the line leads to instead of resentment, eating a bag of Oreos, then you're going to, from acceptance, maybe start working on some documents or start becoming a lot more intentional with um, the action items so that you can kind of get out of that place. Yeah. Okay. And then I know you deal with clients who are trying to lose weight and struggling with that. So how does stress play into the ability to lose weight? So to me, Stress is one of the things that is not talked about or not focused on near enough in our culture. So right now there's this concept that calories in equals calories out. And if you're not losing weight, you need to reduce your calories and you need to increase your output. So you need to increase your exercise. So I see people and it's, it's very sad to me because they're spending hours at the gym or hours on walks and eating a thousand calories a day of salad and things that they're just resentful towards. Right. And still no weight loss. I'm I'm talking months, years. I've had clients like I eat all the right things and I do all the right things. I do exactly what culture tells me to do and nothing works. 
there hasn't been the the time spent addressing the puzzle piece of stress management. So because these two components, calories in and exercise, they honestly, they don't matter when you're looking and you're in that, the weeds of stress, your body, it physically does not have the capacity to release the calories because your hormones, your your hormones, (laughs) your hormones, they're (laughs) off balance and you're likely eating maybe some inappropriate foods due to the emotional stress side of things. And maybe your body is constantly being bombarded by a food trigger that is a healthy food like almonds or sweet potatoes, or there's something that's triggering your immune system to, to be on alert and to be threatened so that in a state of threat, your body's not going to release calories. That's that fight or flight response. You're, you're looking to run. You're not looking to burn calories, right? So, so many women, they want to lose weight and they're stuck. And, you know, this is kind of that missing puzzle piece because once you finally address the source of physical stress, whether it be genetics, whether it be uh, chemical exposure, food exposure, and then we address the emotional health side of things as well, that's when it's this beautiful scenario because I have clients that they just drop weight. They're not even trying anymore. They're not thinking about calories. They're not thinking about, um, you know, your binges and your overeat cycles. They're truly just living and they feel great because they're no longer bombarding their system with stress. We've been able to genetically pinpoint different interventions, whether it be more of a certain type of food to eat or a different type of behavior to do in order to help a system to work more efficiently, or in a situation where we can't increase calories, maybe a supplement needs to come on board to truly target that genetic intervention. So it's kind of this, this, the picture comes together and then the body almost breathes this like sigh of relief because it's finally being heard and it's finally being listened to. And it will then make you feel better it will stop the headaches. It will stop the insomnia. It will stop the skin rashes and the GI symptoms. And then it will just release the calories because it doesn't want to hold on to calories, right? Like that's not the point. Our our bodies do want to be healthy. It's just, we just stopped listening to them years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, so do you have any examples of a client that came in, like that walked through that process and you were able to help Absolutely. Yeah, no, I've had um, just these jaw dropping experiences. And it's just, like I said, it's just beautiful to come alongside somebody and watch them in this journey. You know, I had one client in particular, she, well, she was, she was doing all the right things. I mean, she was like gluten free, and she was cutting her calories, and she was exercising, and she was doing all the things. And once we identified her, her food triggers, her immune system triggers, And once we were able to calm the room and allow her system to finally be able to speak up and when you can hear, uh, because sometimes the room is noisy, right? When you're having so many symptoms of physical stress, it's, it's, it's like a noisy room where everybody's like clattering dishes and there's talking and everybody's talking over each other and you can't hear anything. You just know that this isn't a fun experience. And then once you silence the room, you can hear. So we were able to silence the room and we were able to carefully introduce foods into our diet. And we were able to identify these genetic variations and then 
through the whole process, things come up. And that's where we can start to identify some of the subconscious belief systems that maybe she's been thinking were reality, but that weren't reality. And that's when we can start to address the emotional health side of things. Because normally somebody doesn't come to me and say like, normally they don't know what their emotional stresses are. Like sometimes there's kind of one of those, those nasty emotions where you're like, man, I'm grumpy all the time. I'm just irritated, you know, and we can start to dig into that, but it's only through the duration of that, that continuous contact where we are, we're having a dialogue. Like I'm coming alongside of you to help you through this journey. And that's where you can start to like in this situation, things came up and it was like, Oh, that's interesting. Tell me more about this. And that's when we can coach through some of the, those, um, the emotional health side of things. And once we were able to do that. I mean, starting from, you know, week two, by week two, she was already losing weight because we had already silenced the room. And then as we continued to eliminate these things, she kept just losing weight, losing weight. And we hit a little bit of a plateau, but that's where finally her brain offered up a belief system that was keeping her stuck. We worked through the belief system and she started dropping weight again. And it was, she, within three months, she lost 29 pounds and um, before that she had lost just, I think like two, two to four pounds. I mean, starving herself, exercising herself to death. And, um, ultimately she just needed to listen to her body. And that's what I help, help you to do. Wow. Well, that's an amazing outcome. I mean, to, after two weeks to be able to address things and start losing weight like that, that's Great example of what you do. So I do want to say, I know you're a dietitian, but it sounds like you do so much more, <laughs> you know, that you're able to address all these different factors and really work with people on their emotional and physical stress. So that's Yeah, great. this was always, I felt like it was a, the piece of the puzzle that was missing. I was, when I was working in the hospital setting and in the outpatient setting as a clinical dietitian. Um, everything was always very science focused and it was provide the information and that's what people need to change. They just don't know. But the situation is that that's not the problem. A lot of times people kind of know what they're supposed to do. And obviously like there's the ways that we can target your system and, and learn even more and really listen to those things. But sometimes the situation isn't a lack of information. It's just a lack of an ability to implement. So that's where that emotional health and the behavioral health side of things needs to come in to then implement what you know you should do or to at least identify why you're not implementing these things so that you can then become curious about that situation in your life and target your energy there. Sometimes just targeting more exercise when you hate exercise, it ticks you off. You come home grumpy, like maybe that's not the thing that's going to change your life. You know, I've had another client that we completely addressed her weight loss from a cognitive side of things. It was through emotional happiness and finding that joy that we were finally able to get her system to breathe that sigh of relief and like enjoy life. And then to finally calm those stress hormones. So sometimes calories out doesn't matter. Like genetically, some people just don't drop calories that easy and that's fine. We just need to know 
this stuff. And we need to be able to come with more than one tool. Because right now, culture has like one tool for weight loss. It's like, wow, boom, calories, exercise more. It's just calories. But that's not the situation at all. There's so many more tools that can be utilized to truly take charge of your life and to enjoy your life again. So with that particular client, how did she find joy in life again? That was through that mindfulness type behaviors where it was encouraging her to finally, um, you know, and, and that's another thing. That's one of those questions that I encourage people to ask. And this is stuff that I do is to pull yourself back to the moment. This is like more of that mindfulness thing, but, you know, telling somebody be more mindful, like, what does that mean? Well, some asking yourself, what five things can pull me back to this moment and stopping and asking, what do I smell right now? What do I see? What do I feel right now? Is it something, am I walking barefoot? Am I feeling the sun on my skin? Or what, what is, what is the smells around me? What, and, and, and pulling yourself back to a moment instead of constantly living in the past or the future, little things like that, walking barefoot, singing, little things like that, that seem crazy that that could address your weight. But sometimes that's, that's just what your system needs. And we've just been too stubborn (laughs) to really think that because we want those tangible things. We want to be like, wow, look at my watch. I burned 600 calories today. I'm definitely going to lose weight. Sometimes that's leading to more system stress that's causing you to gain weight. (laughs) So, and that's pretty frustrating. All that work is like for no reason. I really want to encourage people to find what works so that you can be efficient at it too, you know, and actually, like I say, enjoy life instead of just muddle your way through it. Yeah. I think sometimes that's underestimated just the power of enjoying life, of having fun, relaxing. You know, it's a lot of times it's about a goal and results And people sometimes just need to relax and do what they love to do. And sometimes it's hard to find out how to do that. There's a lot of a disconnect of making it happen. And that's, again, that's where we work together and figure out, well, why? Why is there an issue making this happen, you know? Yeah. Well, all the information you've given has been very beneficial and gives a different perspective on not just the different stressors that can affect you, the physical and the emotional, but also how that affects weight loss. It's so interesting to hear all of that. So thanks for sharing all that information. Yeah, absolutely. So where can people find you? So my company is Your Living Health. So I can be found online, yourlivinghealth.com. I have an upcoming live webinar, if anybody's interested, coming up on October 12th. Um, 7 p.m. Pacific time. I'm here in California. Um, And that one's all about immunity, ways that you can boost your immunity that, you know, aside from, you know, I'm I'm trying not to do eat your fruits and vegetables, get out in the sun, because we've we've all heard that. We're going to do things a little bit differently and truly boost your immune system and encourage you to take charge of your own health in a few different ways. So I have that uh, half hour webinar coming up and there's going to be a Q&A session after for people that can stay a little bit longer. It's only $19. So it's very affordable and you'll come out of that with some good action items. But otherwise, um, I work one-on-one with clients and that can be, we can book a quick phone call just to see if we're even a fit to work together. Cause I only want to help people that I know I can help, 
you know, I'm not going to bamboozle somebody into thinking that I can help everyone because I can't help everyone. I can help some people. So I want to make sure that you're a fit or I have a program coming out as well, coming up to the holidays. There'll be a little bit more of that group focused type program approach um, for those people that are just not ready for that intensive, you know, testing and one-on-ones weekly and all that stuff. So it'll be a little bit less hands-off or more hands-off approach. So so they can find all this information on that website. On my website. Yes, absolutely. Um, social media too. I'm on Facebook and Instagram for your living health. And yeah, oh, it'll be fun. I hope to see some of you there. All right. Well, thank you again so much for being here and sharing all that information. Yeah, thank you. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity just to spread this awareness. Be sure and follow Open-Minded Healing so you'll get every new episode as soon as it's released each Tuesday. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Mm -hmm.